Hey guys, welcome to Archer on the Mic. We have a special guest today. I'll have her introduce herself. I'm really excited about this interview. Hello, everyone. So my name is Tevani Tanay, and I am the owner, creator, designer, and youth of Zevelyn Jean. So um, Zevelyn Jean is a lifestyle brand, and we our main product is uh, pre-tied turbans. So unlike head wraps where you have material and you're standing in the mirror or trying to wrap your hair. Uh, the turbans that I make by hand are pre-tied, so they're already sewn into place. They're also adjustable. So um, where did you come up with the business idea? So the business idea came up because, um, well, I'll just give you a little bit of a backstory, and this will kind of give you a little bit more context as to how I even came to develop the business itself, let alone turban. So um, just a little bit more about me. I grew up in Southern California, um, and it's where I currently reside. I'm about 30 miles outside of Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, I live, I'm from Pomona. I live in the city of Ontario now. But um, I was fortunate to grow up with a devoted single working mom who instilled a strong work ethic in me at a very, very young age. Okay. And so growing up, I was able to watch my mom use her creativity and turn it into a skill and ultimately a profession. Oh, wow. So she's okay. a... Yeah, so she's a beautician and a salon owner. And I remember uh, being young and studying the way my mom used to use her hands to create beautiful hairstyles for women. And I remember how alive these women became after getting their hair done. Uh, confidence would immediately exude from yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. We all know how we feel about our hair and you know, having your hair done is everything to us. So due to these experiences, I was inspired, and I believe that my mom's artistry and her entrepreneurial spirit infected me to do the same thing. Oh, wow, that's so, yeah, so growing up, I was also really uh, shy and insecure. I would always compare myself to others, like most of us, and um, I always felt different and not quite on the same level as other people. I would consider myself to be a late bloomer. And it's something that I look back at and I appreciate this about myself now because I'm not one to follow the masses mm -hmm. and I don't really keep up with trends or, you know, adopt mainstream ideas or philosophies. Okay. But, yeah, so anyways, because I struggled with being able to articulate my feelings and emotions at a young age, I found other ways of expressing myself, and this is through style and fashion. Oh. So when I tapped into the way clothes and accessories made me feel, it allowed me to have a voice at that point. Okay. And um, I didn't realize, yeah, I didn't realize back then, um, but at that moment, I was conscious, and I feel as though my purpose was emerging. Yeah, well, that's being really able cool to see. Yeah, to see that at a young age. Yeah, so and, and looking back in retrospect, I'm able to understand it on a different level. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're going through things at a young age, you don't really, you're not able to really, like, put it into perspective. Yeah. You just kind of roll with it. 
So fast forward, um, I went to, I did go to a college out of state and I majored in business management. Okay. And uh, every since I, I had a job, I was pretty much working in retail. Tons of different jobs, working for different uh, brands and companies. Mm-hmm. And after graduating with my bachelor's, I was still unsure of what I wanted to do. And creatively, I still felt extremely constricted and unfulfilled. So this led me to enrolling into the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And there I studied visual communications. Okay. And it was at that point, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, is that how you learned how to sew? Or did you learn that at No, actually, no. So my major was digital communications, and it's one of their most broad majors. Oh, okay. So they do have a fashion design major. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go that route because I never really felt qualified enough to be a fashion designer. Um, I just knew that I liked making things with my hands, and yeah. I was still trying to pinpoint exactly what I wanted to do. So I didn't learn how to sew at Fidum, but I did learn a lot of other skills, so many other, like, skills. And this is where my creativity and curiosity really catapulted to a higher level yeah. um, after being exposed to all these different avenues of the design industry. What would be, like, the number one thing that you feel like you learned um, from that school that you're able to use today in your company? Man, um, I really feel as though my film experience was an emotional journey for me. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as tangible skills, um, I was able to... I was able to really, I guess, hone in on one my like creative perspective. I guess you can say. Okay. So visually, because I've always been a visual learner, okay. Um, I was able to, I guess, fine tune that skill in terms of like visualizing, conceptualizing an idea, and then bringing that into uh, making it tangible. So I was given tools and resources on how, you know, you can take an idea of, like, a design of anything or a concept or uh, even visual merchandising and then, you know, turning that into reality. Okay, awesome. Um, So how did you decide on your name for your brand? Okay, so my name is Evelyn Jean. So inspired by my mom. Her first and middle name is Evelyn Jean. Oh, okay. And so I put the Z in front of the Evelyn, which gives you Evelyn Jean. So that's where that came from. Okay. Yeah, I love your name. Like, it's super cool that you came up with that. Thank you. Do you get a lot of compliments on it? Yeah, I do. Um, Some people are, like, a little bit unsure as far as how to... uh, pronounce it and I just say it's like Evelyn but with a Z. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely different. But once they hear it, it's like, okay, cool, I got it. It's good. But yeah, I've gotten a lot of compliments. Okay, awesome. So, kind of go back to what you were talking about before you were saying that you felt like um, when you are younger that you didn't feel like you were too confident in yourself. 
what made you come into um, like more confidence? Because I feel like you seem like such a, like a strong black woman, and that you like have like so much going for you. Like, what has made you become that person today? Wow, uh, my journey started so long ago, even before I realized that it started. Um, uh-huh. And it it hasn't been an easy ride. It has definitely been rough. Mm-hmm. Because I I I still am more an introvert in a way. Yeah. Um. But my confidence it it started to grow. I would say in college. Okay. At, yeah, Southern University. I decided to go away to school. Mm-hmm. So Southern is an HBCU historically a historical black um, college. Yeah. And it's in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So I don't even oh, know where that is. really far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't even know where the idea stems from. And it's kind of ironic, me being, you know, insecure, introverted side and having the desire to go out of state. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, you know, I decided to go. I was eager to go. I don't think I applied to any schools in the state of California. Oh, wow. And I was dead set on going to an HBCU because I felt like that experience was meant yeah. for me, especially coming from California, which exactly. is hot. Yeah. So I was so grateful to do that. And that really just, that experience alone exposed me to, you know, another world almost. Yeah. And I was able to just tap into, you know, who I was. And that's when my personal, like, journey of discovery you know um kind of began and um you know over time just through all these different trials and tribulations and then me uh, growing stronger in my faith and my relationship in God really just mm. helped me so it's not even a personal confidence to be honest with you it, it really is all God confidence because oh. um yeah we're, we're so weak like as individuals, and we can only go so far. Exactly. And yeah, so, true. you know, putting my faith and trust mm-hmm. into God, uh, you know, higher beings than me, it just totally, it, it totally helped uh, get me to where I am now. Okay, awesome. So, um, can you go over some of the different types of turbans that you have? Yeah, And, sure. like, your styles? Definitely. So... I have, as I said before, um, there's one of the pillars that we stand on is uh, being just creative and innovative with the style. And so through this, I birthed the pre-tied turban. Mm-hmm. And pre-tied meaning that it is styled and sewn into place. So traditionally in the African-American community, we don't necessarily use the term turban. We mm-hmm. eat more so identify with head wraps. Yeah. And I decided to go along with turban just to kind of differentiate between the two. Okay. Because there's a lot of other brands that offer uh, material and allow you to freely wrap the, the, the material around your head, you know, mm-hmm. hence it being a head wrap. Yeah. Which I love that concept because you're organically just creating like art right then and there. 
But what I wanted to do was give women the opportunity to, um, who aren't so creatively inclined, who struggle to, you know, wrap it themselves. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to give them a ready-to-wear item. So it's very similar to a hat. Just like a hat is a, another type of accessory, yeah. something that you wear on top of your head. That's exactly what the pre-tied turbans are. You just put it on and go. Yeah, I love so that. We have, um, yeah, so we have those. And we also offer head wraps um, so that you can, you know, organically wrap them yourself. Okay. And, and there's headbands as well. Oh, wow. So which one is your favorite? It's the head wrap, the turban, or, like, which one do you feel like is the, the best one for you? Definitely the pre-tied turban. Yeah. Well, definitely. Because you can't beat the convenience of putting something on. Because, you know, I'm a, a, a natural girl. I wear my hair natural. Okay. And... Sometimes when my hair is in transition of different styles mm-hmm. or uh, I do need to run out of the house at the last minute or I just want to even give my hair a break, the pre yeah, exactly. is completely convenient for doing so. So having the ability to throw it on and go is is why I love it the most. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like you can wear it with so many different styles. Like you can wear it with braids. You can wear it, like you said, your hair natural. Or you can just put your hair completely in it, and then, you know, you don't have to have anything out. It's just, like, in it. Absolutely. um, Like, you said, like, the inside, how is it made? Like, does it have, like, protection for your hair? Or? Yes. So, you're exactly right. Um, There is no one way to wear these. Although they are pre-tied, they are different styles, you completely have the ability to make it your own and to wrap Mm -hmm. it in your own way. Meaning, I typically uh, keep my hair uh, stuffed inside, okay. but if you have longer straight hair, if you have a wig, a weave, or whatever's going on, or braids, mm-hmm. you can still wear the pre-tied turban and all the other headwear that I make. And they are, the pre-tied turbans are lined with a lycra material, okay. and it has a, a sheen on it, so it's a protective for your hair. It's definitely not going to dry it out. And okay. they're also, on the inside lining, are straps for you to adjust them to fit your head comfortably. So depending on your head type, your uh, head size, or even the hairstyle that you're currently wearing, you can still wear it. Yeah, that's awesome because I feel like you're just kind of like reaching like all types of shapes of heads and everything just in one, you know, one item. And so like you don't have to be like, oh, I need to have a large medium or, you know, extra large hat. It, it means turban that you can just fit on your head and adjust it as, you know, as you feel necessary. And especially if you like have more hair one day. Like, you have your hair out, and then the next day you have your braids, then it's, like, it's like super adjustable. You don't have, exactly. to, have, you don't have to have multiple multiple ones. It's just, like, right. for this yeah. one kind of. That's awesome. And traditional um, turbans that are from the 50s and 60s era, mm-hmm. they don't offer the convenience of having your hair in different ways. And as a black girl, we love to change our hair up. But, yeah, exactly. You know, we have... We have, like, 20 different hairstyles <laughs> that we can 
that we can easily resort to. Yeah. But you're right. Like one day I may have my hair in faux locks or, or braids or it may be um, just, you know, curly and just out and you mm-hmm. can still wear it. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so how long does it usually take you to make them? Oh, man. So I am a, at this current moment in time, I am a team of one. I do everything myself. I make them. Yeah. Um, I source all of the material. I cut, sew, all of that. Mm -hmm. And so um, it does take some time because they are all made by hand. Yeah. Um, They're all unique in their own kind of individual way as we are. Mm-hmm. So, it can take a few hours to okay. produce one from scratch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. but yeah. I, we, we are a growing uh, brand. Yeah. And so, you know, as we expand, we're going to add more members to the team, the team of one that I currently have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'm right there with you. You know. <laughs> So, right, and then we'll be able to produce at a much faster rate. Yeah, I understand. Um, so, like, do you, like, set aside, like, a day, like, oh, I'm going to, like, go get the material, I'm going to sit down and um, create this, like, sew it. Like, can you go through, like, that process? Like, what do you do? How do you prepare? Yeah, so preparation is key and preparation is everything in business. And so for me, because I wear so many hats, as the social media manager, mm-hmm. uh, managing my website, mm-hmm. uh, incoming and outgoing orders, as well as producing the turbines myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be very strategic about how I organize and structure my days. Yeah. And um, and also be able to just maneuver with the ongoing, you know, changes and unexpected challenges. Yeah, and definitely. so when it comes to designing um, it, it's like I'm wearing a different hat almost from when I'm doing other things okay. on the business side. Yeah. And so I do like to devote a day to just designing and not doing other things. Okay. That way I can just like, you know, completely focus in and allow exactly. like creativity yeah. to just be like the fore focus. Yeah. But as far as, um, as far as my process, yeah, so I pretty much uh, source all source materials and then, you know, come back to the shop and mm-hmm. just get going that way. Is there, like, a particular place that you go to get your fabric? Or do you order online? Uh, right now, everything is sourced locally. Okay. There is a, 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 a local, there's a local fabric store that I started out at. Mm-hmm. And then downtown Los Angeles, I'm fortunate to be about 30 miles out of the fashion district oh, wow, where awesome. you can find like a plethora of, <laughs> of materials and everything that you will need to do, to design. So, oh, wow. Yeah. And you have, like, your own, like, studio in your house that you design, or do you go somewhere to do it, or... Well, I have, I currently have my own one-bedroom apartment, uh-huh. and so instead of a traditional dining room table, I opted for a workbench. Okay. So it's a high-sitting, awesome. yeah, it's a high-sitting table, uh-huh. and um, I have my chair, and yeah, so it's like apartment slash the 
studio. Yeah, awesome. That's really cool, though, because um, you kind of have to, like, whatever you're handed, you kind of have to go with it and just deal with it and be able to move forward. And it looks like you're, like, like you, you said, you're very strategic and, like, you know how to make, you know, make everything line up in order to do what you need to do for your business. So that's awesome. Um, I yeah, have a few more questions you. for you. What um, okay. what does it take to be an entrepreneur, do you feel? Because I know you mentioned that you have, like, a lot of hats that you wear. Yeah. Yeah, so I believe uh, what it takes to be an entrepreneur is uh, some qualities. You, you have to have uh, perseverance. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be able to have confidence. Oh, my God, it's so key. Yeah. Um, you know, life is going to come with challenges regardless of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But for you to bet on yourself, meaning to not rely on a traditional job and to be employed by somebody else, but to rather employ yourself, yeah, exactly. you have to... You have to have your head on straight, number one. Yeah. Because if you go through so many different emotions, especially as a creative person. Yeah, exactly. we, can, we tend to be a little bit sensitive sometimes, but then you also have to be business savvy. Yeah, so it, exactly. It, it takes you to be well-rounded. Unless you have the means and the resources to really build a team from ground up. Exactly. Be able to have not only the creative aspect, but the business, mm-hmm. um, and of course, like there's financials and everything that goes into that business side. Yeah, you like myself. I'm I'm doing everything, so yeah. it I can't just be one type of person. Like me being able to like maneuver and to go back and forth mm-hmm. um, is key. So I would just say. You know, experience is everything. Yeah. If you've never worked, if you've never worked for someone else, mm-hmm. um, I would probably say don't jump right into entrepreneurship. Yeah. <laughs> um, it even it even helps to work for other entrepreneurs and small businesses, even in the form wow. of an internship. Yeah, that's and a good that idea. And that would yeah, because it, it can the perspective of you working a smaller company versus a larger one is going to be totally different. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and faith is key. Like, you have to be able to rely on something much bigger and greater than yourself. Yes. And I think overall the biggest thing is that you have to know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, awesome. Like, what is your motivating force? Yeah. Um, I have a few points to say about that. Um, I definitely feel like, like you said, to having like that experience working for someone else, even like an internship, like an unpaid internship, because um, you're working unpaid until you sell your product. So yeah, you know, all that work it goes into like the results, and it's like selling the product or not. And so I feel like when you learn that experience, if you did an internship for a certain amount of time and you're not getting paid, like, what is the end result? You're going to get what out of it? Uh, like, a new job, or you're going to get the experience put on your resume. And I feel like being an entrepreneur, there's, like, so many different things that you learn when, especially, like you said, 
for yourself you're you're doing everything so you're learning so much different things but you're gaining so much experience and i think like yeah. that's such a um it's like a good way to learn different things but then it's really tough in the end because it's just you and i definitely can relate to that because it's just me for my business too but it's like um a lot of different things if you weren't put in that situation you wouldn't learn and I feel like being a business owner, that you can be able to um, have this point where you're learning everything, doing everything. But then once you form a team, you can be able to say, like, this is how I, I like things. And this is how I, you know, created this, this brand, this product, and show them how you want it. And it's kind of hard to be a boss to someone if you never created it. You know what I mean? So I feel like yeah, that's a, absolutely. a good way to become a boss, too, once, like, you get a bigger team. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. <clears throat> and just to touch on one of my main points, I really feel as though, and this is something that I'm even myself 100% focusing on, mm-hmm. is understanding why. And it's funny because when I first started Devil and Jean, mm-hmm. I knew why, but I wasn't able to articulate why. Okay. And so right now, that's something that I am currently working on, and I'm working on uh, perfecting that. Mm-hmm. And it's so important because in this day and age, everything is competitive in life. Yeah. And so I, even when I first started, it's like, okay, well, there's other people out there Mm-hmm. doing something similar to what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. even that alone can make someone feel defeated and can exactly. help them from start from yeah. starting. Yeah. And so if you don't have a clear reason why, you're yeah. starting. Yeah. And so if you don't have a clear reason why, there's mm-hmm. no way that you're going to survive out here in this market. Yeah. And even companies who are successful, if, if they aren't leading with their why, then they're going to eventually fizzle out. Like, there's no way to grant, to gain mm-hmm. real loyalty or real following. Yeah, and yeah. and speaking of that, I'll just, you know, touch on, you know, the reason why I even started Simple and Jane. So just going back to being inspired by my mom, mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to create a brand for the creative-minded woman who is unafraid to be herself. And um, we celebrate individuality. And and Mm -hmm. I truly want, like, the quest of Devil Jean to to Mm -hmm. just capture the essence of a woman's ability to dream, create, and inspire other people that are around them. Mm -hmm. And I believe that visibility is one of the most powerful tools of inspiration. So if you can be your authentic self and you can be visible while doing that, you can ultimately shift shift the world around you, everything yeah. that is around you. Okay. And so everything that, that I'm offering is really designed to help women feel confident, powerful, and capable to be their authentic self. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I really um, think that's very well needed in this world, for sure. It's really hard. Like you said, it's really competitive, and it's really hard out there in the market. And it's like, like if you don't have, like you said, like a why, like 
it's gonna be tough to when you're like, should I be doing this? Why am I doing this? How am I doing this? Like, especially if you don't have a team, it's like something you definitely need to fall back and like go back to your why, go back to the beginning of why you originally started it. Because I think that's gonna keep you going, keep you motivated. Um, so you were saying like faith is like something that you really need. How has um, faith in God helped you um, in this journey? It, it grounds me. It has grounded me. It continues to keep me grounded. Mm-hmm. And it sets my eyes on a greater purpose, okay. yeah. which is to just help other people mm-hmm. to heal and to actually, like, thrive and, yeah. you know, live their lives, to actually, you know, be awakened and to become conscious. And so that's exactly what happened to me. Like, I felt as though I finally tapped into who I was Mm -hmm. and discovered myself and the God within me. And, you know, once you have that, you know, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. And so God, you know, my relationship, my faith with God totally provides a framework, a foundation, a structure for everything that I do. And without it, I would kind of just be aimlessly going through life. It's kind of like you having a vision or a goal, but not Mm -hmm. having a plan, Yeah, you know? Mm -hmm, And so it's completely necessary. Yes, I, yeah, definitely agree. Like, that's, like, number one thing that you must have, faith and that relationship with God and just trusting, you know, that he has a plan and, like, direction for you in some form in your life he created you for a reason um, I definitely agree with you so if you can just share with everyone your information how they can contact you like your website your Instagram and um, any other things that you feel like you want to share with everyone else yeah absolutely so you can shop the full collection at zevelynjean.com that's z-e-v-e-l-y-n J-E-A-N.com, all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is going to be at Zevelyn Jean. So it's Evelyn, but with a Z in front of it, Jean, J-E-A-N. Oh, wow. Wow, girl, you I got a Twitter, too? <laughs> you busy. You know, to be honest, <laughs> I have a Twitter, but I, uh, I don't <laughs> I have to do better with Twitter. <laughs> right now, my focus is Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. I'm also on, on Pinterest as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have to find you on there. Yeah, I'm on Pinterest too. Yeah. yeah. That is like the number one thing for me to like use for so many different ideas, especially like staging um, mm-hmm. for like pictures and stuff. Like that is like really a go-to for, for me. And I love, like, yeah. how you have, like, your pictures. Like, do you do you stage your stuff, or do you have, like, a program that you put, like, the background of all your um, your um, your products on? Um, I, no. Um, if you, are you talking about pictures on social media, on, like, the frames of the... Yeah, like, yeah, like, the frames okay. and, like, the, um, the different no, um, backgrounds. No, I do, I actually did use an app for those posts. Oh, okay. And, um, oh, I use a couple right now. I'll just name them because I'm not exactly sure which one has the frame. Mm-hmm. But, 
Uh, Mojo is really good. M O J O. Made M A D E. Storybook. Okay. Unfold. Yeah, those Video shop. <laughs> yeah, they're all good. So uh, I'm gonna have to look into those. Yeah. Yeah, definitely check those out. These are all great apps for creating. And, of course, I don't know if you know about Canva, C-A-N-V-A. Yeah, I just found out about that one. That one's really cool. Um, I haven't really explored it yet, but, yeah. Yeah, I really like that one. Because, like, you can just search so many different things, and they have it already pre-made. They have a ton of beautiful templates that you can utilize, you can manipulate, it is my go-to. I love Canva. <laughs> I think sometimes I need to, like, send them a check for how much like, <laughs> I use their, I use How much app. you use them, yeah. Yeah, for all of my graphics. Um, that okay. is probably one of the number one uh, apps that I use. Yeah, and I feel like that's also like such a big movement now is like apps and like creating on apps and using those to like build your brand. Like I feel like if you would have looked back like 10 years ago starting a business, I feel like it would be like so much harder to be able to create mm-hmm. such a visual like different images for like your um, your products because it's like it's like a new age now. It's like so many different things of how you can present your product online. And I feel like that is like yeah. something that is very beneficial um, for like, especially like entrepreneurs just starting off. It's like you want to get your, your products out there and you want it to look nice and sellable. And um, yeah, that's awesome. Like, and speaking on sellable, like I feel like um, when I first met you, you're um, like, your tent was like it's like a mini store i was like oh my gosh this is so cute like how did you come up with that design uh well wait when did we meet with the um the black women's march right right um okay so i just launched in december of 2018 Mm -hmm. and well i said i'm actually one of the careers that I kind of moved on to after finishing at Finham was a, a visual merchandiser. Oh, and so, okay. And, you know, because I'm such, like, a visual person, like, I like for there to be cohesion mm-hmm. and for things to just sort of, like, flow and make sense for me, like, in my own artistic way. And so, um, you know, it's funny because that was back in, what, February? So, my pop-up shop experience has definitely developed since then. I, mm-hmm. I add more and more to it every time. Oh, so yeah. I want to create an experience for the customer, for them to feel, you know, welcome and invited and to just get an overall sense of the aesthetic of Devlin Jean and, yeah. you know, who she is, what she represents, being, like, powerful, strong, empowering, so... I try to do that with the color choices and design elements. Yeah, that's, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, it's super cute because you had like the little place where you can like try it on and then you have like the mannequin heads and then you have like the wood, um, the wood hanging up from right. like the, the ceiling that you placed your um, products on. I thought that was really cool that to create that experience for people to like really just like 
enjoy like your products surrounding them. I think that's really cool. Right. Yeah. Because what what I don't want Devil and Jean to represent is more than just the product. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it, it's more than you walking away with a tangible thing. Mm-hmm. Because before I can even get you to do that, I need you to. We need to connect and understand. Mm-hmm. on some level, you know, and, and, and relate to each other on some level and to what we, like, believe in mm-hmm. and what we want. Exactly. And so if I can make that connection and establish that, the turban is just a representation of, you know, who we all are aspiring to be. And it helps to remind us of, to, you know, keep our heads lifted high. Even the designs of them are all fit to um, frame your face mm-hmm. and to sit high on top of your head. So, you know, you, you can't even keep your head down and walk with your head down. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it gives, yes. it gives you then, the confidence right away, yeah. Exactly. And then if you notice, um, a lot of people don't wear hats. If you, if you were to take, like, a survey, people say, oh, no, I love the way they look, but I they don't look good on me. So people mm-hmm. have this idea in their heads that they don't look good in certain things. Yeah, And so creating true. an experience for them to feel comfortable enough and vulnerable enough to put something on their head yeah. is, is key to, you know, connecting with people. And what people don't realize either is that it takes a certain level of confidence to be able to wear a turban mm-hmm. because you're covering up your hair yeah yeah that is very a true. large portion of your hair and so many of us rely on our hair to make us feel good you know mm-hmm. even going back to my mother being a hairstylist and her you know helping women feel confident by them having their hair done so essentially the turban is doing the same thing yeah. you know it's 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 it, it, helping you to embrace who you really are and not feeling the need to feel validated by external things. So have you, um, have you like had some collaborations with any salons or have you reached out to salons to see if like that's where you can sell or are you just focusing online and different uh, markets that you go to? Uh Uh-huh. Well, no, as far as, so much no because mm-hmm. my mother owns a salon so mm-hmm. um i i haven't yet placed my turbans in there just because it's just not the right time mm-hmm. right now um because we're so fresh and new we just launched i am focusing on building my presence online just to generate the mm-hmm. uh, e-commerce okay yeah but in addition i i do like that in-person interaction like to share with the audience yeah I um I want to just remind everyone that we all have purposes and everything that we need in order to fulfill these purposes are already within us mm-hmm. we just have to become conscious enough and recognize that and that's where you will find your confidence and your why 
and that's going to propel you forward and keep you going. So I would encourage everyone to, you know, tap into the things that invigorate their their soul. Like, what keeps you up at night? You know, what are you most passionate about? What are you gifted at doing? And because it took me a while to figure out exactly what I wanted to do and how mm-hmm. I wanted to go about doing it. Yeah. And another key thing, too, is to uh, give yourself grace. Um, don't compare yourself to other people who are much further down the path than you. Mm-hmm. You are an individual, and your path is not going to look like anybody else's yes, exactly. because your, your gifts, everything that is within you is, is completely unique to you. So don't get caught up in how certain things look or don't limit yourself by your own perception. Oh, wow. That's a definite. Yeah, that can be such a huge hindrance. Yeah. And when I say give yourself grace, like give yourself time. Like oftentimes as entrepreneurs, I know myself being a perfectionist, I've had to move away from that ideal because Nothing mm-hmm. will ever be perfect or in its perfect timing. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, so that's if you really have nice. something that you're sitting on and you're waiting to launch for that perfect time, it's probably not going to come. Exactly. Or in your <laughs> mind, when it does come, it's going to be too late for you. Mm-hmm. So don't wait. Don't hesitate. Move right now and do what it is that you need to do. You may think that you're unprepared or things don't look and feel how you want them to be. Mm-hmm. But just move, you know, like you have to take those first steps and things will come together. And even like doing that with like test runs, I feel like is just kind of like beneficial too. just be like, oh, like I have this product, like I'm just, you know, launching it and then just see like how it does and just kind of like be like only order like a certain amount. Like for me, like it's just like shirts. So, like, I'll just have to order, like, five or six shirts just to see how they sell. And then you can order more. Just having that, you know, that first step of just putting it out there and then seeing how it does. Instead of, like, going all out and then then it's like, well, nobody really likes this. So, now what? So, it's kind of like balancing, really. It takes a lot of balancing, too. Trust yourself that, that... God is going to aid you along the way and be with you and is going to supply you with everything that you need right then and there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Awesome. Well, I truly appreciate you making time to be on my show today. Like, um, this was a super amazing interview. Like, I really appreciate everything that you said. You said a lot of great things and gave a lot of good advice. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. So thanks, guys, for listening to Arch on the Mic.